Well, hello, everybody, and a very warm welcome to Ask the Accountant, episode number 70. The date is the 19th of February, and we're in a in a area so good, you're going to get multiple of me, as you can hear me multiple times. Echo, 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 echo. But without that, uh, you know, we've just got to get, the, get it done, right? we just got to go to a place. I'm in the office at the moment, so, you know, just got to make it do. Jan, how's your weekend been? Are you less echoey in your end? I'm always le- less echoey than your big empty office, Aaron. It's, uh, yeah, 70 episodes in, you'd have thought we'd got this quality thing down to a fine art by now, wouldn't you? It's, it's either... <laughs> It's either you put up with the echo or there's no show. Or, or you do a show by yourself. It's your choice. Well, yeah, no, I'm good, thank you. Not had a bad weekend. actually got out in the garden this weekend. Like The weather in Scotland was so nice, I managed to spend most of Sunday morning in the garden, basically undoing the damage that winter has brought upon us. So fallen branches and knocked over pots, etc. So, yeah, busy, busy as always. Uh, so, how was your weekend? Just to clarify, if I wanted to go in the garden this weekend, I'd have to take a snorkel. That's how bad it's been. <laughs> like literally floods everywhere. We're just underwater. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's grim. It's grim where we are at the moment. So yeah. yeah. No, it's good to around to me and say, oh, it's it's warmer here than it is in Greece this weekend. It's like that I love how people find that comforting. Because <laughs> that's like saying, well, it's warmer in England today than it is in the Antarctic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's an absolutely yeah. terrible reference. Just because we think of Greece in the summer as hot doesn't mean it's warm in the blooming winter as well. <laughs> exactly right. I think the only thing this weekend that was a bit upsetting was all the Formula One stuff. It seems like, you know, we've got just bad news after bad news after bad news. There's now going to be Saturday race, Saturday races, Saturday. Oh, I tell you what. Yeah. You don't absolutely. mess with your team. Exactly. I mean, what am I going to do on my Sunday now? Do you know that's the problem? <laughs> like, we're we're only two or three weeks in, uh, two weeks into the Six Nations, and we've got two weeks off. It's like, what do I do my weekends? I always remember I bought this nice TV for the front room, and the only time I get to watch it is for Formula One. I'm not even going to get that this year, right? Because there's going to be times I can't watch it. All right, let's see who's in the chat today. We've got Marcus there. Good morning, Marcus. Hello, how are you? Natasha's here. Good morning, Natasha. How's it going? Cheryl's here, and Kirsty's here, and I'm sure there'll be plenty more people joining through as well. And we've got some people over on the uh, Instagram as well. So hello to the Instagram folks as well. Right, let's talk about some news that have happened in the world of accountancy. We're going to start off in a a light-hearted approach, I think, today. Let me set the scene for you. The scene was that I was going through my social media plan at channels and I was going to and you know going through seeing what's going on in the world of accountancy and seeing if there's any comments I can make out. And um, Festival of Accounting and Bookkeeping, which is one of the ones we're definitely excited for, right? It's a whole yep. new um, uh, uh, conference coming in here from the guys at Accounting Web. It's going to be a whole different vibe. You know, it's in the NEC. Everything's looking positive about this. We're really excited, right? <laughs> and then, rightly so, they put a nice little post up. And I'll just put it up to, to the camera. You won't be able to see it very well, but there, there it is on the camera. And it says... Um, where are you staying? Because obviously they want to get, make it nice and easy for you to get up to it. And it says save up to 30% on a fully flexible rates available. Okay. So love this idea. There's, you know, not only are they giving you an opportunity to get yourself tickets and they're giving VIP options out left, right, center, which we're loving. Um, but it will also give you an opportunity to go out there and get some really discounted um, rates for the hotels which we definitely want to see, right? And if you've not already, do get yourself um, a hotel sorted as soon as possible. Do do highly recommend it. Now, my only criticism of this is I clicked on that link. I went into it. Um, there was a four-star hotel at £266 per night. I think that's pretty reasonable for that area. I think, you know, London-wise, if you compare it to there, pretty much the same, isn't it? And it's going to be because there's a day, you know, we've got a thing on. And for most people, I think you can get away with that one night, right? It's just the in-between night. Uh, People like ourselves might need to go down the night before to do setup and stuff. But most of us, you know, can get away with one night. So, you know, £286 for one night, liking that. Then there was a three-star hotel hotel option. So if you want to go a little bit more budget-friendly, let's go for it. Now, I know you already know the answer, but 
humor me here, Johan. Uh, what would you expect if a four star was two hundred eighty six pound per night? What would you expect the three star equivalent to be? Answers on a postcard, please. <laughs> I, I would peg it behind between one hundred and fifty and two hundred pounds a night. Yeah, that's reasonable, right? And maybe you've got to, as well. Yeah, and maybe you've got to go a bit further away. We we spoke about it actually. To be fair, for most people, you could probably stay in Birmingham city centre and get back and forward no problem whatsoever, right? Yeah. Or you can take them up on there. Uh, this isn't Fab's fault, right? To <laughs> clarify for this. And Ashley says £200 in the, in the comments, right? So <laughs> we've got this opportunity to go to a three-star hotel, the Arden Hotel. Let me try and give you a bit of uh, info. It has got a swimming pool, so maybe that pushes it up a little bit. Uh, disabled friendly, which we like to see. It's got a restaurant and it offers you Wi-Fi. All, and bear in mind this is per night, but includes taxes and fees. So, we, you know, we've got, you don't have any other penny to pay once you do this. <clears throat> so, their three-star hotel per night comes in at a bargain, £9,874 per night. <laughs> you know when marketing goes so well, so well, like it enticed me, it worked for me. I saw that post and I was like, I'm going to get myself one of them. And then second you click into it, no fault of theirs, but yeah, didn't go as according to plan. So, um, yeah. I mean, we've already I'm spoken to the our... Their website has one of those tools behind it, which goes, oh, there's a lot of interest in this date at this time. We're going to put the price up, but like Ticketmaster did with the Taylor Swift tickets and yeah. stuff. I feel the tool might have got wrong, gone slightly <laughs> wrong there. I mean, what percentage are they applying to get to £9,874 per night? Like, in what universe? Because <laughs> like you said, there, there is a three-star alternative at £126, you know? So I think you're right. I think 150 maybe, you know, £200 would have been absolute spot on. But no, um, £9,874. So if anyone's going for more than one night... <laughs> well, if anyone is going for more than one night, you know... Do let us know. Definitely vlog it, is my opinion, on this one. You know, get it into YouTube. Try and get some money back on it, because I feel like... <laughs> yeah, 9,800. Yeah, I clicked into it. I was like, hmm, do I need one night or two? <laughs> I, my biggest concern is, this is in Birmingham, right? It is, yeah. I might need three nights. I know, I know, at that price. <laughs> when I'm when I go to London, if I if the event finishes at like say four o'clock, even five o'clock to be fair, no matter where I am in London, I can get from that event to King's Cross and onto like the last train at like seven, eight, potentially nine o'clock at night. Just means yeah. I don't get home till half one in the morning, but I can confidently do that. This event's in Birmingham. LNER don't do Birmingham. Trans-Pennine Express do Birmingham. There is no or chance I'm gambling on Trans-Pennine Express to be able to reliably run a train from Birmingham to Edinburgh the night on the last night I'm going. So I'm going to need a third night just so I've got the whole day to try and catch a train. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, be, honestly, uh, honestly, for you, I think you need to look at the planes. And we wouldn't normally say that, but I think, yeah. You're just gonna. You're next to an airport. You're next to an airport. Like it doesn't like for one off. It might yeah. be worthwhile. You jump on the plane for that one. But yeah. So coincidentally, for us to afford the uh, nine thousand seven hundred eighty-four pound perfect, we're launching our merch store. <laughs> please buy, please buy t-shirts. <laughs> so no, no, yeah, no nah, madness, yeah. absolute yeah. madness. And I, I, I haven't clicked on it since. I don't know if it's kind of calmed it down, but yeah. I, that was one I had to take a screenshot of. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to... Um, oh, so Kirsty got the Arden night for £107 per night for times two. She put... That's it. Because of Kirsty getting that book in, they put the prices up to level it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I would say for us, it's like, yeah, 9874 just to prove that that's the Arden as well. Yeah, yeah. I think you got a bargain there. Um John, do you want to just talk about the next one? I've just got someone at the door, so yeah. Yeah, so actually that <laughs> that price, um, that could be affordable, according to our clients. Well, not my clients. 
but I came across a absolute gem of a uh, post on Facebook uh, the other day over the weekend. I say I did. One of my colleagues did. So um, let me find it for you, and I'm going to share the screen. See if we can do this without Aaron being involved. No, I can't share the screen without Aaron being involved. Where is the man when you need him? But basically, one of my team was scrolling through Facebook, as you do, and uh, came across a post that was uh, interesting, shall we say. So we all like a all like a conspiracy theory, like Area 51, Roswell landings, anything like that. We all love a good conspiracy theory. Well, check this conspiracy theory out. Aaron, can you share my screen? I am. I'm just going to get rid of that little fancy thing and go for it. So, one well, of my team members found this post. In a self-employed self support group on Facebook, thousands of members, UK-based, a question I've always asked and never got up to the bottom of it. So here goes. My accountant's loaded. I don't pay him much. Right, well, there's the first problem. You're underpaying your accountant or your accountant's undercharging you. Um, but so if I don't pay him so much, how did he get so rich? Do accountants get a commission off the government for collecting tax for them? I feel certain they do, but can't get proof. The more you pay, the more the government gets, the bigger the kickback. This has to be true. I mean, people have... People of LinkedIn, YouTube, wherever you are tuning in from, if this is the case, can someone please tell me where I sign up? Because I have been missing <laughs> out for six years and I've got quite the claim to make. I mean, it adds up though, doesn't it? I don't pay him a lot. I can see he's loaded because he's got a nice car. So how does that, if I don't pay him a lot, no one else pays him a lot. How does that all add up to a nice car? Well, he must be getting a commission from the government. <laughs> I mean, it's up there, isn't it? With like aliens, crop markings, you name it, it's up there with the conspiracy. I mean, it is scary, isn't it? That is a scary situation. And all it takes is now Dave down the pub to, you know, start hearing about this and spreading like wildfire. Well, the problem wildfire. is that Facebook group's full of Dave's from the pub. <laughs> so that's it then. So every pub now is going to be... Yeah, it's scary, isn't it? I mean, Elon Musk can't get the word of mouth that these guys are going to be able to put out about this commission theory. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the problem we've got is we we work with business owners, right? So majority of them are business savvy, so they do start seeing this. And this is and and you do it yourself, right? When as soon as you started to have your own business, things change like that from an employee person mentality to an employer mentality is hugely different, isn't it? Yeah. And, and we work with entrepreneurs. So they must be thinking about this. They must be kind of like, they, they must be going through that motions of like things. And, and it is one of those bits that we've kind of had to battle with about our social media posts, right? Like, yes, we want to spread the word. Yes, we want to get, new clients or new employees or whatever our goal is to be on social media this is everyone in the community right the reason we're posting is to have some sort of goal out there but that whole idea is every time we post well we've got to think about who can see that and it's not just the community of a fellow accountant it's also our, our clients as well you mentioned it already like the idea about festival of accounting and bookkeeping sounds amazing to us we're really excited like that's a different vibe different excitement you know it's going to hopefully be something really different in the industry and something we can celebrate right but as you've already said when it first got announced that's not the sort of thing we want to be telling our clients we're going to right sorry can't do your tax return this this week john i'm off to go to a festival it doesn't quite it, it doesn't feel right yeah yeah and i feel like that's what we've always got to battle isn't it we want to like put our best foot forward we want to show that you know we've you know we 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 i don't know bought this new camera for our for our for our vlogging setup or whatever it's going to be and that's one one side of the coin is well that's showing progress that's showing you you know everything else. but the other side is you're showing that you're making money and that it's got to be criticism from your clients or you're putting energy into vlogging but you're not putting energy into their services isn't it it's such a fine line isn't it and i feel like this 
do you reckon their accountants kind of showing off on on social media or something or you know i don't know go is, is now living in dubai for example and doing the work do you know what i mean and or oh, whatever the reason flash car which you know yeah. absolutely fine but you the people the thing is you don't know if that, just because someone's got a flash car it could be a lease car it could be a hire car it doesn't have to be owned does it but yeah i mean all i can say aaron is i think the person that owns the hotel that you were just looking at has read that post <laughs> the analytics have told him you're an accountant and he's gone oh you're an accountant well the government's practically paying for you to stay here so you can you can pay nine thousand three hundred pounds is that that's probably what's happened actually isn't it right. oh, oh, that's all bad, isn't it it does it does yeah it's all it's all one big circle i i just feel like yeah i i get why there's these issues and i get that you know people are going to have their opinions and everything we we do the same like we 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 could easily do this we we know far more about our clients than we should at some points right like we know that our clients are earning xyz yet there's you know they're they're not paying off their poe bill or whatever do you know what i mean like it yeah. comes in both ways so it's yeah. interesting and interesting though any of our listeners or viewers i'd be interested to hear what your strangest conspiracy theory is you've had from a client because that's got to be one of my favorite ones so far. Like, us being paid by the government to help increase tax bills. <laughs> like, yeah, it, absolutely phenomenal. I couldn't yeah. believe it when it said that. Well, let, let's sure. get some of those in. Let's go to the community. So, actually, says it must be Monday, yay. And then he says £200 was his uh, guess, as we found out. That's not quite. Uh, Jane's joined as well. Good morning, Jane. Ho I hate that sound. <laughs> Free night. That's a decent car. A very decent car at that price, isn't it? Um, yeah, this is where uh, Kirsty said she got the Arden, the same hotel we've just talked about for £107 night times two. Great, bo great book in that one. Booked ages ago. And I think that's the point, right? We should have all booked ages there. Yeah. Yeah, we messed up. Uh, Muppet. <laughs> and then is that Dave from the pub talking about the conspiracy theory? Um, I tell you what, conspiracy theories at the moment, well, we had MTD for a while, didn't we? That was, I got yep. accused myself of um, misinformation on, on the socials. I got a barrage of abuse from, I think it was the same person just going under multiple ruse on different accounts and everything. But this barrage of abuse of how I'm misinforming people about mtd and forcing people into um get into software when and, and paying taxes when they don't need to and all this and the other so i've had all that for for a long long time that's one of the downsides of being on social media right but my favorite one lately is all to do with this new ebay and hmrc talking to one another um and how basically i'm again i'm i'm the problem here it's me that's the problem because i'm trying to tell people and get people to understand um, I'm the one that's in, in the wrong here. And basically I should be ashamed of myself for passing around this information. So yeah, it's, um, it's, we're, we're always going to be seen as the bad guys, right? We're the in, yep. independents, we're the, we're the man in the middle. And it does feel like we've got to kind of have broad shoulders from time to time and, you know, trying to find a way of, of, uh, of dealing with it. The viewing community of, um, of YouTube or any platform that allows you to put in like a username so it's unidentifiable as to who it is, they it creates a horrible, nasty space. Like there's uh, forums in an, in this industry and out of this industry where you don't have to put your real name in and people are just absolute idiots for the sake of it. But like I got a comment yesterday on one of my YouTube channels about the plaud note. And it's like saying that, oh, uh, yes, but don't forget, they, they're going to charge you annually for the data, for do, for transcribing. It's like, well, they give you the first year free, and then it's 80 quid a year. So I just replied saying, look, the first year is free. It's 80 quid a year. Depending on how much value you put on your time, depends on how much of a saving that is for you. I said, even if you value yourself at minimum wage, you only need to do seven to eight hours of transcribing to be saved and a year, and then you're saving money. Which, oh, yes, but they could always put the price up. 
Well, yeah, but so can anyone on anything. <laughs> if that's your thing, if that's your concern that someone might put the price up, then just stop doing everything. Can't go to Asda, they might put the prices up. <laughs> like some of the arguments are just so stupid and so like narrow and shallow. They they've they're just not thought out properly. Like it, it's incredible. I suppose it takes a certain person to even comment, doesn't it? Like how many times have you just watched a piece of of anything or read an article and just gone, yeah, maybe I don't appear agree with that, and you just move on, right? Like all the time, because that's what we normally do, right, as human beings. Even on stuff that you enjoy watching and you enjoy com you, you enjoy the content of, how many times do you actually comment or react to it? Like, there's a few small uh, YouTube channels out there that I know the impact on the algorithm of YouTube if I press like on a video the amount of times though i watch a video think oh, enjoyed that that was a good video then i have to go back to the video so i can press like because i've forgotten to press like while watching it yeah like you kind of go oh so if i have to like how much effort does someone go to or are they just going on to youtube just for the sake of right let's see who we can try and destroy and play keyboard warrior with today yeah it's uh it's an interesting space. Anyone getting into social media, just be warned. There's a dark side. <laughs> Get some broad shoulders, isn't it? That's what yeah. it's all about. Yeah. But it is like just back to the original point though of um the fact that there's not you know, or there's potentially conspiracy that we would be paid for by the government. I mean, how obs obscene would that actually be? Like we all know ourselves trying to get anything, like like any communication out of the government, trying to do anything with them in HMRC at this point in time. Imagine if it was a, oh, well, you you you, you get commission basis based on this, this, and this. Like, it just, like, HMRC themselves wouldn't be able to cope. <laughs> that's the bit, that's the ironic bit, isn't it? Like, the health systems just do meltdown if we tried to do anything like that. Um, and then why would we be insistent on trying to, put extra expenses in for people and trying to find, you know, most tax efficient way of, you know, is it limited versus sole trader? Why would we bother with any of that if it was literally a case of, well, we'll get commission from the, from the government. So yeah, ludicrous. I mean, would we want it? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> no, you know what? The payment terms would be shocking <laughs> and they'd pay you by check, which would get yeah. lost three times in the post before it arrives. And then you've got to find somewhere depositing this paper slip that they've given you. Yeah. So and they'll it, give it a new portal to go into, and that new portal will, you know, do would have to, yeah, <laughs> it'll be broken in most of the time. Yeah, I mean, it's a good conspiracy. And hats off to them. Like they're obviously, they're obviously not happy with their accountant. And maybe the learning point here is that we've got to definitely take this on board in terms of we keep telling each other as a community, right? We keep saying we've got to stop the whole um just living off and and, and you know advisor uh, advice being just compliance and compliance and compliance and now this is where advisory's got to be more important got to be more prevalent because it is this isn't it like we've also got the whole fear that one day quickbooks will just file it for us without worrying about it that'll happen one day right ai will get to that point but before that before the computers take over we've got to be able to fight our own you know reverend really isn't it like it is yeah. just we've got to give more impact to our that person there what's happening there is they're not getting a good service from their accountant and if they were they're getting a good service for it either looking at it so well agreed but at the same time though if, if they were getting a good service if they were satisfied with what they were getting they'd have no even care in the world about putting a post like that up, right no no exactly okay so let's move it on um yes. I believe it was Zero's turn to get some harassment in social media for making a change, because we all know how much the accounting and bookkeeping world love change. So um, now, my understanding, this was about their classic invoice feature being turned off. Yes. And the new feature going full time. Yeah. Now, we've looked into why they've done this, haven't we? And we've it's come out that it's obviously because they're trying to do this new e-invoicing in Europe which ultimately will come to the UK at one point in the future. Uh, 
Europe's doing e-invoicing, then MTD kind of direction. We're doing MTD and then e-invoicing, potentially. It's all tinfoil hat stuff, but that's that's our theory anyway. Um, so Zero have looked at their current invoicing tool and have said, it's not capable of doing what we need it to do to deliver the functionality it needs to deliver in the future. So we need to turn it off and plug in and turn on a new tool that will have that functionality in the future. But that then leads to changes <clears throat> changes in user interface and change. Is that right? Is that what we're looking at here, Aaron? Yeah, so let me read the post from them because in fairness to him, this is what we've always been saying, right? QuickBooks have the same when they tried to get rid of their classic reports um, yep. and then move it over. And that, that will happen. It's just been delayed at this point in time. But as we keep saying, when we're in the know about it and we understand the reasons for it, we're more than happy. Like, if anything, do it now. Like, get rid of it. Like, give us that good, juicy stuff you've been promising now. Don't, don't wait. But the miscommunication or the lack of communication around it is a problem. So Zero went on and said that the um, high community, we want to acknowledge your feedback from the announcement of the retirement of classic invoicing. Please know that your insights are very valuable and the product teams have been reviewing them every day. I mean, that's impressive, right? That they review the uh, feedback every single day. Um, our decision to retire classic invoicing was not something we made lightly. And we want to provide some context to help you further understand the rationale behind it. So now they're giving the communication, which is what we want. Millions of global customers have used zero invoicing every day with different needs and preferences and high value functionality and features you're asking for, such as multiple contact addresses, part payments, and more flexible invoice templates and branding tools can only be unlocked by the technology provided in the new invoicing. There are other long-term benefits we can provide with this technology too, such as more flexible, customizable, and new features and workflows. It's also important to help us meet crucial regional requirements, such as, as you said already, e-invoicing uh, or sales tap functionality in the US. Classic invoicing is built on outdated technology and requires ongoing maintenance and significant resources just to keep it operational. We can't continue to support both. We know there is some essential functionality that new invoices needs before classic version is retired, and we have committed to delivering this and have outlined it in a blog. We know learning new product features can be a challenge. When, uh, when you have established ways of working, we will provide some education and experience and we continue updating the design. And, 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 and it keeps going. Um, and then they talk about uh, there's a Q&A session coming soon and, and we're going to move the idea is to not planned. We're confident that this invoice is the way forward and we'll continue to share updates of a drop new feet functionality in the product. And in fairness to them, I believe they've emailed everybody or at least they've tried to get that to everyone. But that's all they needed to say. Right? If they said that from day one and they were you know, really impactful in terms of the reasons why that move is there, we can all get behind it. And it's just, it is difficult, right? It is a really difficult one because where do you put that information? Is it a blog? Is it a YouTube video? Is it an email? Is it in product? Or is it all of them? And it probably the answer is all of them, right? Like that's the difficulty of getting that message out there. But as you can see, like in fairness to them, they should have got rid of that, the old invoice in a lot sooner. Like the fact that it's still there, it's a legacy and it's draining on resources and stopping them from, providing a product that they're proud of means to me they you know we've got to just move with the times with these sort of things and it will hurt there's going to be pain points um i think the only thing that we know from experience and it seems to be the same there is that whenever software do this they just need to ensure feature parity is there of the features that are worthwhile keeping and if they're retiring a feature they just need to explain why and maybe give an an you know it may not be in product, but give them a way to show that functionality outside the product, or at least give people an opportunity to replicate that feature elsewhere. And I think that's the only criticism I can say. The rest of it, you know, we won't say this very often, but hats off to zero. That's exactly what they should be doing, and they should be pushing for that going forward. No, I completely agree. And I think this is the problem is a lot of accountants and bookkeepers don't realize why tech is changing, and it does need to change platforms because... From the moment a new platform is built or a new feature is built, it's got an expiry date. For a while, it's going to run absolutely brilliantly. Like a new car, it will run fantastic. As that car gets older, you're going to have to start doing more and more repairs. At some point, 
you are going to have to scrap that car in the same way we're going to have to scrap a product and you're going to have to get a new car. Now, some of the features in that old car might not be available in the new car because it's decided it's no longer relevant. But we we have to deal with it. Um, and yeah, I, I get why we don't like change and we want everything to be consistent and stay the same. And we've got used to doing things and we've got used to certain functionality. But if that functionality is so key, then feed it back, but in a constructive way. Don't just feed it back in a negative, complainy way. Just go, look, I know you've turned this feature off or you're about to turn this feature off. This is why it's really important to me and here's my use case. Because then they can review that and go, okay, that makes sense. It's a fringe case, an edge case. doesn't happen often, but we get it and we can try and maintain that. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's frustrating. And, and especially when... If you talk to the same people who are probably upset about it, and, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be upset, there's definitely a point where oh, removing a feature or removing something can impact your workflow, right? Get that, 100%. But if you ask the same people, what do you think about blockchain technology in the world of, of um, invoicing, right? Because we've been sold or we've been told about the idea of what this could be, right? The idea that, you send an invoice from one platform, it goes into the blockchain, and then any platform can then pick that blockchain up and you've sold it in one area, it appears in the other. Suddenly, bookkeeping becomes a lot easier, right? And suddenly, bookkeeping isn't a problem. So if, for me, if it's always going to be about blockchain and it's going to be about that's where the future needs to be, then retire every, you know, take it away from me from day one, right? Take it now, give me that technology because that's going to be ultimately better for all of us. And it's that communication piece, right? And maybe they're not allowed to talk about that yet because it's not ready and they don't overpromise and all that sort of stuff. But ultimately, that's what they need to do, right? They need to give us that element there. They need to give us that carrot on a stick for us to accept it. Yeah, yeah they, they just need to justify it. That's what, like, same with QuickBooks and their reporting changes. Once they justified it to the accounting council, it all made sense. Everything added up. And we're like, cool, completely behind that. We see the vision now. But they didn't do that before announcing the change. And that's what we need to make sure is that we, if we're making changes to softwares, the software owner has to make sure they communicate why. Not just what they're doing, but why they're doing it. And they need to communicate the why before or at the same time as the what and the when. So. Yeah, 100% agree. But fair play to Zero. They come up with a really nice, you know, response to it coming through. And there was some other news about people doing their um, recertification and and saying how impressed they were with the amount of features. Now, maybe it's a recertification-only um, element here, but I wasn't aware there was a ton of new features coming into Zero. So hopefully there is, fingers crossed for them. But if there is... Why are they not telling us about it more or easily or yep. letting us know about it? You know, because I'll be honest, I wouldn't know where all that stuff is. No, I I mean, I don't use Zero enough to deal with it on a day-to-day -day basis and know what changes are and aren't there. So yeah. I've got team members that do use Zero all day, every day, but they don't sing praises and they don't ever say, they don't turn around to me, oh, there's this new feature, which leads me to question if there is new features, have they found them or... Is there a little value to it? But, you know, say, you know, I, I get excited by new features on softwares. Some of my team don't. So that's <laughs> fine. These things happen. Yeah. But new features are what draws us in, right? New features are what you get to talk about. At a, at that's why we're excited for conference season coming back. Let's be brutally honest. I don't expect too many new features from QuickBooks. I know we are privy to what's happening and yep. there are some amazing stuff coming. Don't, don't get us wrong. There's a really exciting future. But if you think about what we had last year, we were almost spoiled last year, right? There was yep. so many new stuff, so much stuff coming through. I don't expect there to be that equivalent again. But, you know, AccountX, Fab, Daz, I expect some really good features coming out from solution because that's what sells. That's what gets people to come to your booth, right? That's what yep. brings them there. I mean, to be fair, in 
for QuickBooks, I think all they actually need to do this year is ignore anything else. Just show us the vision for Intuit Assist. Show us what that's going to do and when it's coming to the UK. Like, we've got our Tim Four hats on and we think autumn this year because it would have been about a year from the US release. But if that's the only thing they announce and they show us some, like, vision of that's coming in autumn or later on this year, then I would walk away from that event and very happy. Very happy, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of visionary stuff, I'd like well, to... Well, do we, do we first just cover this other topic we had just as a public service announcement, just Go so on. we've got it done? Do, do the it's, a boring, it's a boring topic, but it is a topic that I think we all need to you know, be aware of, ready to talk to clients. Because I've got a feeling, in some circumstances, we're going to be to blame for this, aren't we? And it's not our fault, but I feel like we got are. too much commission. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or we didn't get enough commission this year, so we've got to change it around. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick update. So anyone out there who have advised their clients um, about the treatment of double cab pickup trucks. So if you remember, the whole issue was that as a pickup truck, there was always a a gray area, is it a personal vehicle or is it a commercial vehicle? Which one is it? And then there was this whole argument, well, if it's got double cab, then it's not. And, and you know. Anyway, we've had the grayness taken away from us and HMRC, in fairness, have made it black and white, which we may not agree with the with the outcome, but we agree that black and white is the way forward, right? So now HMRC has updated guidance on the treatment double cab pickups for income tax, meaning that these vehicles will be classed as cars and not vans. So therefore, will be subject to P11D, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do I feel like I'm, you know, I I, I would want to fight? I don't know. I, I feel like when it's that sort of grayness, it, it is a vehicle, right? I'm a, there are certain yeah. circumstances on a farm and stuff where they would use it, but they don't have to have a double cab. And that's the, that's the difference, right? Double cabs yeah. when you've got, back seats in there and there is certain situations where they need to transport more people around and there are certain situations where that can be an issue but i feel like this would be a non-issue if people didn't abuse it and that's where it's come down to right it's been abused in the past you've got a dentist rolling around going i needed a double pickup truck well did you really um and i believe that if you are still a farmer or builder I imagine you can still class this commercial if you really wanted to fight it. I don't see HMRC being too upset about it. But for majority of us, then rightly so, it's now classed as a, a car and we've got to be taxed on it accordingly. Yeah. Yeah, I it's yeah. Like I get why they've done it. It makes sense. And how many double cab pickup trucks do you see out there in the real world? I mean, it's not like if this if they've ruled this out in America. Oh my God, there'd be a riot <laughs> because they're everywhere. But pickup trucks and double cab pickup trucks, for the m- most part, you don't see huge amounts of them. Um, but for those that are impacted, obviously they're going to be upset by this. It is a change. But then, you know, most of these types of vehicles, they're not on, they're not owned outright. They're normally on purchase and lease agreements and stuff. So, you know, work, look at your documentation, see. When can you scrap it? When can you get a single crew one? Does that make sense to have a single crew? Do you, if you do need the space for passengers, well, actually, do we just need to look at a van instead of a pickup truck? Like, yeah, there's there's options out there. You get electric pickup trucks now. I know they're far more expensive, though. There's that to take into account. But your electric pickup trucks now, they're, you know more than capable of doing what you need to in some some things they have more features right you look at that rivian that's um that's been designed absolutely bees knees in terms of features in terms of everything else you know there's even a, a an air pump in the back so if you one of your tires goes down you just whack the air pump out and blow it up and off you go you know they've got those sort of enhancements to it right that, that i think thumbs up to it um so yeah i i just feel like I get, I get why this has happened, abuse and everything else, and and, and we want to we want to get rid of that. And I, I do tip my hat for the fact that it's not a grey area anymore. I don't know. I don't think 
it's too much of an issue. I feel like the only problem it's going to have is backlash to us, right? Because at some yeah. points we may have pushed it a little bit more than we should have done in yeah. terms of, you know, it's been yeah, be, you advise me on this. It's like, yes, but we advised you based on the rules at the time. Um, and as Andy said in the comments, like you've got until 2028 if you've purchased or leased it before July 2024. So, yeah, it, who knows what the rules will be by 2028? Like, potentially by the end of this year, we're going to have a new government with a new set of interests and rules coming in. So, who knows? Yeah, we could all have flying cars by then, right? That's the, you know, that's how it could be there. Um, I do, I do think the, you know, the only thing that we need to be careful of, I suppose, going forward is just advising, isn't it? It's the same with the electric car, isn't it? We're still, I don't know about yourself, but if a client asks for us for opinion on bringing vehicles, and it's still no, don't don't bring a vehicle in, it's not worth it, right? But if yeah. you can consider an electric car, there are some benefits and everything. There's only so long left we can keep saying that, right? And we, I suppose, we've still got to, we've still got to remember that. And it all comes back to the same, you know. It's situation we were in when we were telling everyone go direct to salary, direct to salary is the absolute most tax efficient way. Salary plus dividends is the way to go. And then COVID hit and everyone missed out because they weren't entitled yeah. to the support, right? No, We've just got to take Every week we get asked questions at the moment, like, oh, what are we going to do for 22, uh, 24 to 25 tax plan? What's the plan for that? It's like, I'm not advising you on it because we've got. A budget coming out in two to three weeks, which normally we can almost second guess the budget and its implications. But actually, this year we've got a spiraling issue. We've got a budget that's coming out. We've got a government that looks like it's on its way out. So it could use the budget to try and convince people to let it stay in. And then even if they do... Even when they when that budget comes out, which could have all sorts of tax savings that we'd never normally see if it wasn't an election year, will that budget still stand in autumn if there's a new part? You know, like we just don't know. So until that budget's announced, we're not giving advice at the moment on tax planning. Once that budget's announced, we will then talk tax planning once it's been passed through and made into law. And then even that's coming with a written caveat of this is based on this budget at this time. These the circumstances may change and we may have to revise this plan. Because 2024 is just going to be a year of not really knowing until things settle down by the end of the year. But clients don't yeah. like that. They like certainty. They like, right, no, this is what I've been told. This is what I'm doing. It's like, well, yeah, we all need to be a bit more flexible at the moment. Exactly right. And as Andy says, you know, MTD might even be in by 128, but yeah, we'll see about that. Um, let's oh, that about the best. All right, let's talk uh, last section of the show then. Let's just talk about something a bit more um a bit more exciting, especially in our world. Tech. Yeah, or possibly a tech. Um, so Apple may have released something that's uh, got a bit of bit of bit of news. And in fact, what I will give them credit for is it's actually got into quite a bit of mainstream yep. um, news as well. I think a lot of people are seeing this as like the new, like the, the re reintroduction of the iPhone sort of idea, isn't it? Like something comes along, people are a little bit like wowed about it. Um, and then we've got the opportunity to, to kind of see what the future may hold. And to be completely honest with everyone, this Vision Pro that we're about to talk about is definitely not something that, everyone should go out and rush out to buy or sell a kidney for or anything daft like that. This is just a, a little peek into what the world could be. Um, and I feel like for someone like ourselves as accountants and in our industry, it's actually works or it should be aimed at us, right? Like this is the technology that we should be excited about where it's going. Um, the idea that we could take our office anywhere. We just put it in our bag and off we go. Um, it seems like if that was what it was, that that's exactly what we should be excited for, right? That's the future we want. It seems like we're not there yet, which isn't a surprise being a first-generation product. 
But what's your thoughts of it so far? Have you been blown away of it? Are you looking to sell both kidneys for it or one kidney or half kidney? I, I think I'd have to pay someone to take my kidneys. Um, I don't know what a kidney goes for these days, but I doubt my market value. Um, yeah, so the Vision Pro, like all AR and VR tools out there at the moment, all the reviews are very interesting. There's a lot of comments about the weight and the discomfort of wearing it for more than two to three hours and stuff. And the, what the reviewers are doing is they're covering stuff that probably impacts on the majority of what they see as users. So they're talking about uh, making uh, face FaceTime calls. And we've all we've seen that technology now. We've seen how that it's creating like a a hologram almost of us and a and a copy of our faces and stuff. And that's quite cool. Uh, and by extrapolating that, you could see how that would work on Teams and Zoom and other platforms. Um, then they're talking about the immersive experiences. So you could be immersed, feel like you're sat on the moon whilst doing work. Great. If that's what you want is to switch off from the world around you and you just want to focus on what you're getting on with. And if it helps with that sentry um, kind of shielding, then great. Fantastic. Then they go on about all the watching YouTube and watching films in it and how impressive that is. That's, again, fantastic. Um, my question still hasn't been answered, though. So for us to use this in our day-to-day -day work, the theory is that you can have multiple screens, right? And you could, what is it, five or six screens you can have on this thing now, pinned in different locations. And you sit there, and basically the theory is that this scraps the need for your laptop and your monitors. And I'm then sat there going, well, if that's if that saves me a laptop and I can have five different monitors of this size, actually, that makes the headset technically, if we're looking on par with the amount of cost for all that kit individually, the headset's actually cheaper. The problem I've got is, whilst I can, they're showing me, yeah, you can sit and work in this environment, and that's all great for century uh, re requirements and stuff. I'm sat there. No one's actually said how easy that is to do. No one said. No one's shown us sitting there doing work with the headset on. So I've got the Xreal Air glasses, and I. I really enjoy watching content on them. I enjoy, but that's about it. Like working with them for a long period of time is hard work. It can only have two monitors and you can't really control the monitors in the same way I can control my monitors in front of me here. So that's the bit I'm interested in for the Vision Pro is I want to see, right, I've had the Vision Pro for a few weeks. I've worked, I've used it solely for work and these are my views. And we've not had that yet. Like, how easy is it to do a spreadsheet? How easy is it to use QuickBooks on the Vision Pro? Like, it's just a web browser, so it should be absolute. The functionality shouldn't be an issue. The question is the the strain on your eyes and the visibility of it. You know, I've seen videos where they're showing you. Look, I've got five different screens. It's like, yeah, but and they all sit in the same place in the place that you pin them to and you can move around and stuff and that's great but how how usable are those screens i suppose is the question so yeah i i'm still on the wall for this from a personal purchase where i'm just enjoying my entertainment and stuff great it looks like a fantastic bit of kit and if i lived on my own i i could easily say this for the equivalent size TV and entertainment system, actually, this is better value for money. So I'm going to use this. But when you live with other people, the headsets aren't very sociable. So I don't think that's necessarily the way forward for entertainment. Um, but yeah, I, my questions still haven't been answered, I think, is my is the summary of this. How about yours? I guess the reason the questions haven't been answered is because that wouldn't get many views at this point, right? I think a lot of people who have gone out to buy it, they've obviously seen it as a return on investment and they've gone, right, in the world of YouTube, how do I get many views to justify my purchase and try and recoup some of that return investment? So I I, I 
give the benefit of the doubt that a lot of this answers oh. and questions will come over time, right? And that, yeah. that's when it'll come. And I mean, it doesn't help that if you look at the news, a lot of people have sent that back now because I think they're coming to the end of their return. I think there was a date, wasn't there, in mind in, in how long you got until you had to return it from day one, sort of thing. So a lot of that content, a lot of those questions will remain unanswered because a lot of those questions have been there. But I have, I've seen videos of people using QuickBooks on it. I've seen videos of people doing, you know, editing on it and, and, and items like that. Um, there are limitations with it by the sounds of it. Like, You've, you've mentioned there about having nine screens and going for from your laptop if you're going to use that. And I think that's where the best use case for now with that technology. Um, the idea of us just, you know, switching on to the app of, of Final Cut Pro or something, I think is was, was a while away. I don't think there's enough yeah. process in there for that to quite work. But the idea that you get your powerful laptop, and I know that adds the cost and that whole idea that the <laughs> it seems quite reasonable then is gone out the window. Well, the idea of it, it extending what your laptop can see and you can have this big screen and all that lot and you could then do your work from there, that that definitely is a workable way. And, you know, if you get the right um, contact prescription lenders in there and everything else, in theory, it should be a, a brilliant experience. It should be an experience that works well. Um, the problem I think we have is that it's still a barrier to entry though, isn't it? Like, it just feels like for me to go to that position, I've got to go and get my headset. I'm gonna, I mean, I've done videos already of me filing a VAT return in, in VR, right? And I've done that video and it did pretty well for itself. But realistically, would I file another VAT return in VR ever again? Nah, it was way too many hoops to jump through. There's way too many bits for me to get to, to get to that position. I'm completely honest with you, it was a gimmick and that's all it'll ever be. Um, but I do believe that Apple come into the game and and trying to do it their way, they're definitely not not following the trend like they normally do. Like uh, as typical Apple, they've gone their own way. And I do think that having enough people go, okay, that's interesting. It's not for me now and probably not right for me at this point in time with version one. But I'll keep an eye on that technology because that's actually something that I could use for X, Y, Z. Um, I think it's interesting. What I do find really strange about it is that they've actually gone down a route where a lot of the stuff that VR's got quite, quite popular for now in their niche community, they're ignoring. So there's no games, for example. There's no yeah. fitness element to it. There's none of that. All of that stuff is completely out of what it's designed to do. And that's an interesting take, right? Because um, I feel like that's where the other VR headsets have gained popularity is those niche areas that they've become. Whereas Apple's gone, no, let's let's try mainstream, let's try work, let's try that element and see where it goes from there. Do you think from a client's point of view, they would ever jump in a, a Vision Pro FaceTime call over a Zoom call? Is that Would they gain anything out of that? I don't think well that, that's the problem. I don't think there's any gains from it, that. I think like there's nothing you gain from that which you don't gain already from doing a FaceTime call or a Zoom call or a Teams call. Um so yeah, I I think that's like for like. Whereas we're looking at where the benefits, where's the gain from our current setup, and I'm still to see that outside of a content consumption point of view. That's yeah. Uh, con content consumption point of view, this looks incredible. You know, this is like 3D, whatever, you know, even just viewing your old panoramic photos, you feel immersed there. So someone I watched said, um, I'm not just when I so he was looking at like this panorama view that he'd taken ages ago, and he's like, I don't just feel like I'm remembering being there. I'm feel I feel like I'm there again because of how immersive that was. Um, so, yeah, like I, I can see lots of benefits. I just don't know that it's quite there for business yet. Having said that, like for a company that develops like tour, like, you know, like website tours and via, like tours of houses up for sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potentially, like if you sit there and put headsets on the house, on the buyer's, in their house or something and they can go and immerse themselves into a property 
then yeah, there's a use case there for it potentially. But I mean, we joked, didn't we, about the idea of us going around conferences with it on? You know, the idea that you know, let's do a first-person perspective of Accountex or Fab or DAS or whatever you want to go for, right? And yeah. there is a use case there of well, see what we can see. It's the same as if we stuck one of those cameras on our caps or whatever. You know what we've we've tried. Yeah. Like there is an option there, and you know if the technology and the lighting. It, I, I can't imagine working does, but <laughs> with the, the way they, they go about it. But you know, in a context, that could be quite cool, right? Like there are those sort of things, and and maybe offering that to clients that they could have a community, like they could talk to you in it in terms of the FaceTime and all that sort of stuff, and that more immersive one. Maybe that justifies it being a business expense. Maybe that's where you go down. It. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there are very small tiny use cases where at this moment in time with the technology it's there it works i just don't think there's enough of them is there um like my, i think i told you about it before my favorite bit that i saw someone do before was they on the train exactly what you're saying got their all these screens up they're ready to go to work everything was perfect you know the person came up to them to ask them and they just they were able to talk to them with the headset still on all that perfect thing Everything looked brilliant for them until one slight flaw, and that flaw was the train started moving. <laughs> and then as soon as it started moving, those screens were left in Edinburgh. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. And it's cool to kind of see the technologies, how far it's advanced. Like, even compared to the – it makes the VR headsets I've used in the past like toys, right? Like – it is that that enhancement in technology and that that there. So we'll see. We'll see what goes on. But by the sounds of it, no, you're not going to be first in line in Edinburgh. To... From a personal point of view, I might, but I doubt it. Um, <laughs> I think my wife could explain several better ways to spend four grand um, yeah. than on a headset. But what I'm what I don't think we're going to see is this time next year accounting offices with no monitors or anything and just headsets and people sat there with headsets on like that we're not at that point yet give it another five years and the early adopters might be there but yeah not yet no i completely agree completely agree all right well that kind of wraps it up for today doesn't it that was uh a nice little introduction to the week. A nice little opportunity for us to see what's there. Thank you to everyone who was joining in. Thanks to Andy and Ashley and Kirsty and Jane and uh, Dave and Susanna and Kirsty again and Cheryl and Tasha and Marcus. All of those people who've been in the chat room giving us your insights. Very much appreciated. Yeah, and what have you got for the week then? Anything you want to tease? Anything you want to tell people? Anything people should be looking out for? Um, go for it. I don't know. I've not looked at my diary. Um, <laughs> so I did a video over the weekend that went out and is doing very well of my office setup. So if you want to see behind me more and how I set everything up and what's in front of me, there's a great video on YouTube on my channel for that. And I need to pack ready for next week and the QuickBooks conference. So I'll probably do a video this weekend on um, the gear I take with me on conferences and stuff and go from there. Extended time in London, isn't it? I've got five days in London. Yeah, we're going to go and be tourists, myself and my wife, for a few days, and then QuickBooks conference after that. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, for me, in the office, as you can see. So, yeah, that's a change of scenery for me. Um, but it is, it is all preparing ourselves for next week. I think we got a little sneak peek, didn't we, of what it's going to be at QuickBooks Connect for it us. Is. Get connected, shall I say. Um, and yeah, it's looking exciting. So if you are coming down to get connected or if you're not, get yourself some tickets soon because, yeah, we have the opportunity to tell you all about how to best use QuickBooks in the best possible way. So we're really excited for that one. Um, yeah, exciting to be there. Exciting to see if there is any new announcement, uh, announcements that we can get our teeth into. Uh, we're definitely going to do a QuickBooks Labs uh, um, episode as well. So if you can't make it, keep an eye out for that one. And that's it. So again, thank you for everyone for being here and talking through. And we will see you same time, same place next week. Uh, we're definitely doing the same time, same place, right? Yeah. Or you won't well, be the same place. I'll but... be in London somewhere, but same time. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll it'll be exciting to see what backdrop we get this time next week. All right, everybody. Thanks again. And we will see you all next week. Bye for now. Bye.